Hi there, and welcome to JK We Are Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master of this podcast and of this game. And what that means is very little uh, to anyone outside the realm of our small group of friends here. But guess what? You're on the inside. You know the truth, which is that the Magician Pastor is an all-powerful being within the scope of this game. And who does that Magician Master use his power on? Why, none other than our fantastic players. And let's meet them now. Hi, guys. It's me again, Lucas Fischer. And I play Jasper Casper, who is a human wizard from the non-magical world. And all that Jasper wants is really, really try and find a place to belong and i'm sure that we can help him let's see <laughs> hey everyone i'm nadine kuhn and i play Cecily mary nature spring she's a pixie elf with wings unfortunately these wings don't fly and right now she's a bundle of emotions and why well you have to figure out or maybe you know because you listen to the other episodes nice Ooh, <laughs> dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, I am Sebastian Kinder and I play Eric Miller, musician, magician with a troubled past. A lot of people still don't know who he is. But hey, we got secret societies to compensate for that. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Everyone loves a good secret society. I love them so much that I put like 10 in your game. That's right, 10. Nay, 15. Everyone loves a good ensemble. Yeah. <laughs> One of our uh, patrons, I have to talk about this, uh, wrote me on Patreon and said that e ever since that he heard about the ensemble, they heard it as ensemble. I think because Eric's aunt Rose is in it. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I missed an opportunity in not making it. That is it so cool. So much better if it would be a secret society of aunts instead of a secret aunt society of, of musicians. And you know who's also in it? Aunt Sabine oh, from Oosedon. I knew it. And Aunt Edeltraut. Michael, why can't we have our patrons uh, telling the story? Sounds much more interesting. I know. I know. I was like, dang, I should have stole that. Um, but I, I kind of already set up the other, the other thing. I was like, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, folks, if you're a longtime listener, and I hope that you are, uh, if you're not, actually, actually, I just hope that you become one from this day on. What we usually do is we start off our podcast with a few questions, and what we have been doing since uh, one episode ago is our new favorite thing, quick fire uh, fashion police. I, I haven't decided what to call this segment yet. It's the rapid realness round here, and uh, I'm going to ask our three players to get into character and answer some quick fire questions in character. So who's up first? It's Jasper. Okay, Jasper. So uh, I got some questions for you today, Jasper. Are you ready to answer this quick fire question round? I hope so. As do we all. All right, let's begin. If you could travel back in time, what time period would you travel to? Oh, I think the Victorian era. I like the style. Do you snore when you sleep? I don't know. You have to ask Wilbur. Does Wilbur snore when he sleeps? Oh, yes. <laughs> Terribly loudly. Um, what place do you most want to travel to that you've never been to? I think the, the pyramids. Nice. Yes, the famous pyramids of... Easy. Oozodome. So, oh. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite junk food? Um, I don't know the English word. It's croquette. 
<laughs> oh, what is croquetten in English? Croquetten. You know, those like, like, those like potato wedges. Potato wedge. No, it's not potato wedges. No, but like it's, it's, this, it's actually, it's like, I can just look it up. Wait, wait, ask me again. Ask Croquette? Me again. Ask me again, Mr. Magician Master. What's your favorite junk food, Jasper? A cheeseburger. <laughs> I mean, you're right, Sebastian. It's, it's croquette. Croquette. Everybody knows croquettes. I definitely yeah. do, but I don't want to explain what they are right now uh, for no reason. Okay, who's next? That would be me. All right, Sassily. Ready for these quick fire? Do your best to answer, <laughs> even if it doesn't no. make sense. Okay, here of we go. Course. Sassily, what was your favorite childhood TV show? Our little farm. <laughs> Sorry. Watching the farm. Watching the farm. <laughs> What's it called I, in English again? Our What's little, it called? A little House on the Prairie. <laughs> yes. Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> I know that Sassley didn't have TV, but I love her commitment. Um, <laughs> What's your favorite season? It's Sp summer. I thought you were going to say season two. Season two of the last <laughs> <laughs> no i actually was like didn't you ask that once in a like recording and i was like oh i hope i said the same <laughs> that's but, why you know, feelings you can up. also change you know right now it's lie. summer it's seasonal <laughs> what i like what was your last halloween costume i know that the pixie elves don't really celebrate halloween but what was your last costumed holiday i was a banana makes sense cake or pie cake say a word and in spanish pie. <laughs> Repeat, please. <laughs> Say a word in Spanish. Cucaracha. <laughs> Fair enough. That works. Okay, Eric, are you ready? You're up. I suppose I'm ready. Eric, you were also late last time. You always get the big, like the thinkier questions. Okay, here we go. Oh, great. Eric. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Eric, do you believe in fate? <sighs> yeah, kind of. I do. We'll take that as a yes. Eric, what's your favorite number? Favorite number? 42. <laughs> Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Don't lie. Socks with sand? No. What? Why would <laughs> I ever? Ugh. But I saw you have them in your luggage, Eric. You have sandals. <laughs> and you have socks. I've seen them. When did you sneak into our room to plant fake evidence into my backs? Next question, Michael. <laughs> Eric, name a primate besides monkeys and apes. Agon. The word, it escapes me. I think you're looking for the word brocada. <laughs> It is, uh, no, no, I'm not. Uh, is it gorilla in English? I wonder, I think gorillas might technically be apes. <laughs> well, there's only one other kind of primate that I can think of that's not a monkey or an ape. Well, I could say humans. I would think so. <laughs> I like Brock Carter, though. That's a good answer. <laughs> okay, Eric, and only Eric. If Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept it? I tend to like hugs from people with noses, so no. <gasps> ah, guys, remember that the next time that you want to give Eric a hug, he likes lots of nose in his hugs. <laughs> all right, and that's it. That's all of our questions for today. And that means that it's time to get back into our story, our characters face-to-face -face with the, the powerful, the intelligent the handsome 
Ross Ehrenmann, who is at the end of his rope, and he's been very honest with you about how he is right now, his position, and, and that he's kind of losing his grip, and he wanted to make a deal with you because he feels that you three are uniquely qualified to help him. He feels that you three are already entrenched in whatever is going on, and I think he did guess correctly <laughs> that you are. So we pick up with you in Ross Ehrenmann's office or just leaving his office as you prepare for the tournament to become the crystal bearers of Neutrachenberg. And I can't wait to find out what happens next. So without much further ado, let's begin this next episode of JK, We Are Rolling. Last time on JK, We're Rolling. We finally return to the place where our adventure began, Neudrachenberg Academy of Magic. As we entered, we noticed that our school was now covered by dark clouds and surrounded by strange mists and shadowy creatures. We went directly to our old living quarters, but were met by Peggy Sheffin before we could enter. Peggy seemed relieved. We were back and told us that Ross Ehrenmann had strict orders that we were to be sent directly to him if we returned. After a moment of hesitation, we decided it was finally time to confront our school director. As we entered his office, Ross informed us that our homeroom had been broken into and that the altar inside was discovered. He sent Professor Sheffin away and then Cecily really lost it. She demanded answers about the Einheitseren, the altar and the strange happenings in the school. And Director Ehrenmann did tell us what he knew. The altar got some sort of ancient item or power that holds back invasions from the Shadow Realm. The Foundation Stone, the Seed Cold Holder's Blessing and the Crystal are each part of a key to unlocking this ancient item. The Foundation Stone was already stolen, so whoever is working to get this item is closer than ever. And we might have made a slight mistake by <laughs> entering the Urbaum so early and receiving Holder's Blessing. But who can really say? Ross revealed that he is a leader of this secretive group, the Ensemble, as well, and we traded him some information about the Einheitseren and the people behind all of the bad things going on right now. In the end, Ross said he wants to have a tournament to award many Crystal Bearer points all at once and decide which three students will be the Crystal Bearers. Then he will enact an age-old ritual to connect the Crystal Bearers to the Crystal itself so that they can protect it. And he wants us to win. Well, and if we don't win, I mean, failures are chances to grow. So, there you are. The three of you are standing in Ross Ehrenmann's office, and he has basically just said to you, I'll announce the tournament tomorrow morning as assembly. The tournament will start later this week. Prepare yourselves for anything. Each professor will create one test, so I can't be in complete control. That means there will be five tests total. When my time comes, I'll do my best to set you up for success. In the meantime, prepare yourselves for whatever might come. And with that, he gives you a respectful nod and gestures that you can leave his room if you don't have any further questions. He told you that you'll be staying again in your newly reinforced you don't know if you put new enchantments or whatever on your room but that you will be staying in your old quarters the shieldless domain aka the room formerly known as the servants quarters so with that you 
can leave Ross Ehrenmann's room and you have the rest of the day free to do what you would like to do to prepare yourself for this upcoming tournament. The castle is yours. You would have had Peggy Sheffin's class, but she is already doing it. She knows where you are. She saw you. You don't have to go. You can spend the rest of the day kind of preparing and getting back into your rooms and getting reacclimated to being in school. So with that said, what would you like to do now? I'm hungry, guys. I really think I need to eat something. Can we go to the dining hall? Oh, yeah, please. After all what happened, I can eat a bite. Yep. The first place you're going to go is the dining hall. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You sure? That's the plan. <laughs> and then the library. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have some patterns. <laughs> uh, no, of course, you've had a long, you had a long trip, a long day, a long weekend. And yes, you can absolutely head to the dining hall. This uh, first period of class is still ongoing. It's almost over. But when you get there, there's not very many other students there. It's mostly you. But there is this kind of continuous flow of food coming in. The wizard chefs of Neudrachenberg hurrying in, balancing just ungodly amounts of food magically on top of each other. Ten plates high. They magically whoosh out over the tables as they uh, head back out, out the back way down the stairs into a connecting hallway that leads to the kitchens and this 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 ha- continues throughout the day you know there's always food coming in and out of the dining hall Sassley grabs immediately something to eat she just shovels it in her mouth and while she is like chewing on it she walks up and grabs some sugar honey and coffee and puts it in her pockets <laughs> absolutely so <laughs> Sassley's like scoping out, just grabbing little bits of sweet stuff here and there, and then uh, sugar. Easy. Basically, I think what you do is you go to like the fourth year students have coffee, like a, a fancy like coffee station on their tables, and you kind of sneak over to the older students' table and you just kind of quickly put some coffee grinds into a vial. Uh, they have sugar and honey and stuff to make their drinks with, and you're just kind of taking everything from there. But there aren't too many of them around. They, and no, nobody seems to mind that you're doing that, I think. Since food is endless here, nobody's going to yell at you for taking <laughs> extra coffee. Oh no, the first grader took some coffee grinds. Whatever shall we do? Bring the next one. <laughs> Unbelievable. While Cecily is doing all that, are there any employees in the, in the dining hall, in the cafeteria? Like serving some stuff? Or? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Okay, because uh, Jasper just trying to to go up to someone and it's like, um, excuse me. Yes. I was just wondering, um, you know, from everything that we have today, what would you take after a very, very stressing out weekend and a Monday with very bad news? Well, recommendations. He's like alcohol. I would always start with waffles. You have waffles today? Did he say waffles? Do they have waffles today? We have waffles every day. Every day waffles. Why didn't I know that? Can we have a big plate of waffles, please? And some peanut butter, please. And some peanut butter, please. Of course. And, uh... This red-haired uh, guy with kind of wiry hair, uh, just a little shorter, but nice smile, flashes you, flashes you a very genuine smile, and rushes off to bring you 
waffles, and you don't just get waffles and peanut butter, you get waffles and peanut butter and jam and agave sauce uh, and all kinds of things to put on your waffles, powdered sugar, syrup, you get ev everything, there's sprinkles, there's like also savory stuff to put on there if you want that, uh, and it all arrives at, at your spot that you've picked out for yourselves. The main question remains, is there Nutella as well? You said all different kind of stuff. Oh, there's Nutella. Oh, why? Oh, no. And Sassy, with her sticky hands, grabs like a little Nutella glass and she's like, mm, and I will also take that. And she puts it in a vial too. <laughs> okay, we got Nutella in a vial. Our Nutella rules remain the same as always. Uh, should oh, you no. choose to, to use this to aid yourselves in the tournament, she can always get a plus one to one stat with every spoonful of Nutella. But if she rolls lower than a 10 on her Nutella check, will sugar crash and will lose a subsequent amount of turns afterwards. Instead of having her uh, be completely whammied afterwards, that will not be it. Instead, she will lose one turn for every turn that she had a plus one added. But the plus ones can stack. Good to know. Could we force feed someone the Nutella? Sorry. That could backfire, but yes. <laughs> yes, good. Don't know who we're thinking about. But so I guess we are um, sitting there and enjoying some waffles, right? Uh, yes. So guys, what do you think are the tests going to be like? Maybe we can ask a teacher. Maybe we can just go in their minds and figure it out. But wouldn't that be cheating? I don't get the question. Um, did it just... Would it be right? Of course. If it makes us win, it's totally right. Okay. Everyone can do that. Oh, thank God. I thought we were cheating. Just to, to set a few uh, things there straight there. Uh, hmm. Ross Ehrenmann told us that he intends to make a tournament, sort of. Yeah. He didn't say that all the other teachers already know about it, right? Should we tell them? And then they're going to, you know, give us some benefit. No, we don't tell them. Oh, okay. But we could. Yeah. So you think... They will come up with something completely new. Or do you think if we just drop the word tournament, like randomly, they could start thinking about, wow, what would I do as a teacher? I mean, that could be an interesting question. We can also go and be like, hey, if a tournament would happen, what would you do it for as a teacher? And then he would tell us. Well. And then he would forget it. So. so and then we will win. So far, uh, I think we could get a pretty good idea on what the teachers might actually do yeah i mean right. we had their classes i would imagine that something tournament like would be pretty close to what they are already good and comfortable at yeah like a spelling contest so for example for peggy's class i could imagine something for some kind of creature hmm. maybe something more dangerous this time not just finding a bumper? Don't you think we needed a little more specific than something with creatures? I think that's going to be possible as soon as the stuff is official. Alright, I'm not worried. I can win anything. We can do everything. Whatever. Oh, you seem so confident. Sure. Especially with her plus one. You want another waffle? Yes, please. Alright, I think then we should just go back into our room. Because I really feel like we should figure out what's happening in our room. Well, uh, first of all, I would like to check in with the others from Bear Shield. <gasps> oh. Oh. Would you please stop looking at me like that? And Jasper looks at Sassley. 
No worries. Good idea, Eric. Let's just randomly check out Bear Shield. And maybe just by chance a girl would be there too. Just by chance we meet people we know. Yeah, by chance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Off to Bear Shield. Jasper, give me the last waffle over there. Yeah. Okay, so off to Bear Shield. So the three of you, you have time, you eat. You are able to restore yourselves. You're feeling pretty good. And you collect a few materials that you know can be used to make items. If you want to make those items and spend time doing that later, if you have everything you need for the materials, that will be a uh, section of time on its own where we'll need to do some rolls and see if you successfully make those items. But first and for now, you set off to Bear Shield You've timed it out just about right so that you're able to eat. And just as you're finished leaving the dining hall, the classes are kind of ending. You know where to go uh, and where they'll probably be. Actually, you know that they have Peggy Sheffin's class. So what you're able to do is you are able to just kind of wait out front of the castle because you don't know if they'll be going to their dormitories or if they'll be going to the dining hall. But you know where they'll be coming from Peggy Sheffin's class. And everybody is streaming past you, all the other students. You see the wolf shield, you see uh, a couple bear shield people that you recognize, and you see Leela, Tylo, and Newton joined at the hip, of course, uh, all talking. There's a couple other bear shielders around them, animatedly talking about the lesson of the day, wondering maybe where Peggy Sheffin was. She got there late, but they're all talking to each other, uh, and you, you see them walking across the courtyard. How is the, do we get a sense of the general, you know, atmosphere that the students are, you know, sending? I mean, the atmosphere since you got there is a, is definitely more reserved and uh, people are not hanging out anywhere. People are always going to their destination. I mean, it seems like it's fine if they want to go to the dining hall or head to the library or go to the owlery, wherever they want to go. But no hanging around. And it doesn't seem like anybody wants to. From what you understand, if creatures are kind of slipping through the barriers of Neudrachenberg every now and then, that would make sense. Some of these students saw a live Alp attack earlier this year already. It was very scary. So you get that sense that definitely people are always on the move. But students still being students, teenagers still being teenagers, it hasn't stopped their ability to enjoy each other's company, have fun, enjoy their lessons, talk about magic. It doesn't seem like the spirit of the school is defeated or anything, more that there are some prudent steps being taken. Teenagers are more aware of their environment than they should have to be. Yes. All right. But if you want, you can wave them over. Yeah, Eric would wave. Yeah, of course, Eric would wave. <sighs> and Sassley's like, Leela, hoo-hoo, Leela, here, Eric is waving. Eric steps forward and waves, but nobody sees him. Uh, and then <laughs> yeah. Sassley steps forward and says, Leela, and all the heads turn over. <laughs> Leela and Tylo and Newton looked very surprised to see you and just with with open faces, open eyes, jog over to you. And interestingly enough, a, a couple, two, three other bear shielders jog over with them at a distance and uh, are kind of looking at you, checking you out, not in an unfriendly way. They are kind of looking at you and, and talking to each other a little bit. And you see they rush over. Leela comes right over. She 
gives you a quick hug, Eric. Not too intense, but just a, a quick hug. He hawks as well. Nice. <laughs> Newton walks up to Sassley and says, Sassley, sticks his hand out for a handshake. No, ten. He <laughs> shakes his hands. <laughs> and uh, Tyler just leans up against a wall. Hey, guys. How's it going? Ah, little crazy here and there, but fine, I would say. Yeah, we are totally fine. Where have you guys been? Oh, my gosh. We, I, we don't... I mean, we just heard that you escaped in a car from the... <laughs> front of the castle and you ran away from the agents of monarch that was so cool yeah we did it was really cool it was very <laughs> dangerous too but it was really cool boom and we shot out of our wands poo poo and then the car exploded and we all fell on the ground and i hardly managed to survive but i did it and then we thought we met mosquitoes and they really sting and then they oh, almost like fully swollen and you really couldn't believe what we've been through it was really cool i still wonder what mosquitoes are but fine <laughs> <gasps> uh, leela and and tyler were nodding along tyler's like Smashkitos. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys have had a hard time. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> uh, Newton just shakes his head a little bit, but then motions you in closer, the three of you, and is like, um, I hope y'all don't mind. We heard that about your exploits, and we might have blown them slightly out of proportion and started a few rumors about you we might have made things sound a little bigger than they were but trust me it was my idea i thought it would be smart to do that because there were some really bad rumors kind of floating around about y'all i think that they probably stemmed from wolf shield from the <gasps> buzz i've been hearing yeah. hold on hold on what do you mean you made them bigger than they were what we've been through is pretty big I can. Uh, what did you say? What were the rumors? Do you want me to go to Wall Street? I can hold me back. Hold me back. I will go to them. No, I don't S even want to know S what they're talking about. Sassly, huh? we could listen to what kind of free rumors you set into this wonderful world we have. How about that? Yeah, what kind of rumors are these? Uh, rumors that will, um, we just mainly. All we did, uh, we had Tylo do m most of the rumor spreading because everybody just seems to believe everything he says for some reason. <laughs> and Tylo looks at you guys with kind of like unfocused eyes and he's like, absolutely, <laughs> smash mosquitoes. Um, and then, um, <laughs> and then <laughs> Newton goes, I, I don't know. But anyways, we, we just, we heard about this, this car escape. So mm -hmm. we might have said that you stole a car from the uh, Monarch agents and that there was like a a, a centaur that y'all fought off, which we heard there was, and we, we might have just expanded the exploits of that battle to epic proportions. We also said that you fought off 10 wolf shielders who uh, cornered you in a hallway uh, and that Jasper was like, y'all are not worth anything. Uh, he said something really snappy, which we, we heard. The thing is, we heard all these wolf shield rumors and the wolf shield rumors were... Uh, I mean, some of what they said was 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 harmless, like just that you uh, threatened them and that you attacked Brock for no reason after class with a water gun. But then there was some really bad stuff that they said, like that you were behind the kid who went missing, that like you have something to do with that and that you were like 
in a team that you were helping that evil librarian who who kidnapped all those kids they just seemed to everything that like kind of bad that happened this year they they were just saying that you had lots to do with that and they were saying that they saw you there and like it's kind of true but uh we don't believe it and Leela's like no we i was there i know that you like what a good job you did so i told them that i i i wanted to make sure that we that we counteracted that so everything that they said bad we just made up an even more badass cooler version of that made y'all sound good well thank you all right but why would they do that we didn't do any harm to them well i mean we beat them back then they hate us it's fine i don't really care they were super scared we went to the dormitory because we wanted to talk to georg Arkana, and then they were all like a cult standing around us and they were like trying to challenge us and duel us and we didn't even wanna they are all so scared yeah i mean their their reaction after we beat them for some crystal bearer points weren't exactly the best tylo steps off from the wall and kind of moses over and he says yeah, it's actually oh, kind of weird. They haven't been trying that hard ever since this thing uh, that you guys did. Uh, the the your bat whatever it was, this competition that you had. Because uh, I think you're supposed to get their next crystal bearer point exactly, and they haven't gotten any since then. So I I think they're not even trying, which I actually can pretty much appreciate. But I think that it's all for the wrong reasons. If you want my opinion, yeah. If you're gonna not try, don't try honestly. And then he leans back against the wall. Uh, in in regard to that, how are the crystal bearer points looking in the moment? Leela says, uh, you can double check it, but I, we haven't gotten any more since you left, so you're still in the lead, but, um, there's this group of horse shielders, uh, they're called the study group, uh, it's like five students and they're led by this half giant, Grant, and they're pretty on top of it, they're all really, really smart, and, um, they got two more crystal bear points since we left, so, Right now, Wolf Shield just has one Crystal Bearer point, and I don't think they want to get any more, because if they get one more, then you get that point. But we have three, uh, Horse Shield has three, and you you all have four, so you're, you're still in the lead. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of time before we figure out who the Shield Bearers are, so... Yes! I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Yes! Plenty of time. Yeah, like that even matters. I'd rather focus on my own work than like whatever, whatever, some old school tradition, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. You should do focus on your own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but actually Jasper turns over to Cecily and um, Eric and gets a bit more quiet and it's like, guys, I mean, it's just a day, but do you think we should tell them before? So that they can prepare? I mean, they are our friends. You know what? No. <laughs> I would like to, actually. Oh, Great. Is this a group decision? Okay, the three of us. Hands up who wants to say something. Uh, let the record show as a game master that... Uh, <laughs> the record show that Eric and Jasper raise their hands. <laughs> Great. Then you tell them. But I might be very upset about that. Well, I think since I don't want Cecily to be upset, so I don't want to be the reason for it. And I think that 
You can come across as very, very nice if you tell that to Leela. How about Eric is going to tell it? I don't care. You, you, you two are a special something, you know that? I know, thank you. You can just not say anything, my special something. <laughs> in regard to how many times Leela has helped us out in the past. My answer to that is... That's what I think about it. Let the record show that Sassley was kissing the air. <laughs> I might remind you that you two are the ones that started that, right? Right, we are the ones writing secretly letters with her. Correct. Go on. Hmm. You, you three look next to you and literally <laughs> like... <laughs> Five feet away, <laughs> Leela and Newton and, and Tylo are like looking at you with their heads cocked and the smile, like <laughs> smiles on their faces and <laughs> raised eyebrows. <laughs> What's going on, guys? <laughs> um, yeah, Eric has something to tell you guys. And he's pushing Eric forward. Actually, I have something to tell Leela. Do you have a moment? <gasps> oh. Yeah, of course. Anytime. She like slicks the ponytail back. <clears throat> yeah. That poor girl, she thinks the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> he would take a few steps to the side of her. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and she looks at you and she 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 seriously, you know, very, very earnestly looks at you and says, Yeah, what's going on, Eric? Oh please. Ah. <laughs> okay. Um so uncomfortable, the poor girl. <laughs> She's like, what's going on, Eric? Can we secretly follow them? <laughs> How do you want to secretly follow us? We're out in the open. Well, we can try. Roll sneak. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I don't. Sassley doesn't. Okay. Sassley can hang out with Tylo and Newton. She just looks at them and rolls her eyes. <laughs> yeah, and Jasper rolled a nine and tried to stand in between. But not the between of them. <laughs> Jasper, like, very obviously follows directly behind Leela and, like, is so tall that his shadow is cast over her. And she's like, what's going on? Eric slowly turns her head over her shoulder. Eric does as well. Okay, and Jasper, Jasper goes back again. <laughs> <laughs> Newton rolls his eyes back at Sassley and they get into an eye-rolling contest. <laughs> that makes Sassley's head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jasper backs away, as he has noticed. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, you're private now. Okay. Yeah, you have all the time you want. <laughs> <sighs> First of all, you look great. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm quiet now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> First of all, you look great. You are all right. Yeah, I, I heard that some shadow creatures came inside. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing major, but the faculty is really freaking out about it. And I, I, I do get that because it's not supposed to happen. And... It was it was nothing as dramatic as when like a hundred druid flew in at the beginning of the year, or when those Alps ran in and attacked the castle. Just some hengray, some other small creatures, but it's it's pretty weird. But yeah, we're we're fine. There's nothing nothing major happening here. That's good, because Eric remembers some threats coming from a certain father figure way back. <laughs> well, I mean, the father just said, if you get involved with Leela, mm -hmm. then you better be careful. <laughs> yeah, <But> yes. <laughs> exactly. She seems fine. <laughs> she seems fine. That's good. 
Okay, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the moment. Like, a lot of stuff. But, first of all, thank you. And thanks to the other two as well that you try to minimize the damage that Wolf Shield tries to spread around. Of course, I... You weren't even here to defend yourselves. I, I think that's really wrong, and Brock Carter and his group are bullies, and I, I don't stand for that kind of thing. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I do my best to stand up against it. That's something really great about you. Really is. Thanks. <laughs> um, there's, this stays a secret. Just want you to know it. Okay. It seems like there might be some kind of small tournament coming up for crystal bearer points okay that's weird what don't know i mean okay yeah okay what 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 kind of what do you mean i mean is there like a is there like a format or uh i mean what do you what do you know <laughs> we we don't really know a lot uh we know it has to do with the teachers so maybe like the classes so far but a little bit bigger then usually, I, we don't really know. We'll most likely get to know a bit more about that later. Okay. Officially as well. Okay. Well, I mean, thanks for the heads up. That's actually good to know. You know, when it comes down to it, we feel like you three are uh, special. I mean, we like our, our shield and, and we there's lots of nice bear shielders around. But I don't know, you you three... Maybe it's just because you saved my life when I was trapped in the restricted area, but <laughs> I I feel like there's uh, something special about you three, and if uh, they're going to put us through who knows what, uh, I mean, we, we know who our allies are out there on the field. Ever since Foldybody Dampfkampf, the way that we ended that, I, 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 I thought it was great, because I didn't feel like it mattered if you three won or if we three won. It was actually uh fun and that's how it should be all this unhealthy rivalry in this school what's the point and jasper looks to cecily and says we should have won though <laughs> i know i know <laughs> who cares i care we care we need these crystal bearer points yeah really go on it's it's good to know that looking forward to what's going to come we know at least of three others around that are more on our side, that's really good. If you want to include the rest of my group in this, I wonder if Newton might have some ideas to help. He's, he's pretty smart, and he, uh, he actually experiments on items in his free time. Um, they're more magical and arcane in nature than they are like potions, because he's working in the arcane sciences as his major field, but... Uh, if you want me to pass along the info, if uh, he has something that could be helpful on any given day and we have an extra something, maybe he'd be willing to lend that out. I mean, if we're going to give anyone a little extra help, it would be you three. It's better that our two groups end up in the final competition against each other than anyone else, I think. Yeah, sounds about right. What are they talking about, Jasper? <laughs> for forever. Maybe they are planning their second date. What is he telling her all? The whole time in Shimmerheim? I don't understand. <laughs> well, a lot of things happened. He has to tell her eventually. Oy vey, oy vey. <laughs> I, 
I think we would really appreciate that. Okay. I'll let the other two know, but it's just for them, and uh, I won't tell anyone else, I promise. I know that I can trust you. Thank you, like, really. And he's going for a hug, for a very friendly one. Let me see. Get out of my sight. Let me see that what is happening <laughs> over returns, there. She returns uh-huh. the hug, but she sees the two <laughs> of, your, of your shieldless mates behind you who are, like, pushing each other out of the way and scrambling, <laughs> it, pushing each other's faces to get a better view of your friendly hug. But she ignores it, and uh, she finishes the hug normally and says, Thanks, Eric. I, I appreciate, and look, I know that my dad's probably grilled you when they visited. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Ruslan can be like that, but <laughs> it is what it is. I'm, I'm their only daughter, and uh, they're a little protective. Uh, don't worry too much about it, okay? <laughs> It'll be fine. Sounds about right. Young love. Young love, give me a headache. Are you done over there? <laughs> Leela smiles and she's like, Yes, um, I think we need to go to the dining hall, right, guys? And Tyler's like nodding his head, big nods. Yes. Leela. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back off, Eric. This is a private talk between girls. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, Sassley. All right. <laughs> Not suspicious at all, but fine. <laughs> Leela comes over and, and you two pull aside privately. What's uh what's going on, Sass? Lee? Come a little come a little closer. Okay. <laughs> she <laughs> takes a step closer. First of all, good job. But if you wanna crack that knot, you have to go a little stronger forward. He's very shy. <laughs> Second of all. Are you using an influence point for that, Sassley? <laughs> For the first one, not that I say. Okay. And second of all, pretty necklace you got over there. Where's the prom? Now she uses two influence points. Two influence points. Okay. Mm -hmm. She glances down at her necklace and looks at you and and feels that you are somewhat earnest about the question. She says, um, actually it was a gift from a family friend. Uh, it was a gift from a friend of my father's and, uh, yeah, it's... It's special to me. Thanks for noticing it. No, it's really pretty. It suits you so well. That must be a really nice and close person. If it's a friend of your father's, you also must be close to that person. Um, yeah, you could say that, I guess. Uh, it's definitely somebody that looks out for me. Oh, and, that's um, really cute. And like, but that's like an aunt or uncle or like friend, mm, evil not demon. Not exactly. Not quite like that. Uh... Don't be uncomfortable, Leela. We're just girls talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sassley, it's not that I find your sudden attention uh, on my clothing uh, extremely random or anything, <laughs> but uh, I mean, if you want to get to know each other better, I- I'm happy to hang out anytime, you know? Uh, look, and she she actually puts her head closer to your head. She's like, you know, it's it's a lot of testosterone around here, and, and we girls gotta stick together, and... Uh, it would be cool if, if we could be better friends, actually. That makes Sassley super uncomfortable. <laughs> and she steps two steps back and she's like, yeah, cool. Thanks for the talk. And she turns around and she turns around again and she's like, yeah, we do that sometime 
later. Thank you, Lila, my friend. And she turns around and she leaves and she's like, guys, it's really uncomfortable. Let's go to our room. Cecily, what did she say? She, she wants me to be your friend and hang out. And I, she wants me to like her clothes. I guess I really don't know. I love it. This is like Lila like, <laughs> used like 100 influence points on Cecily. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, we're going to go to the... Are you uh, not coming to the dining hall, guys? Uh, Sassley, Eric, Jasper? I had too many waffles. My belly already hurts. But we can recommend them. Ooh, and uh, Tyler goes, crepes, 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 as he's already walking into the dining hall. Newton turns around to follow and gives one last look at you, and he says, see you around, Shieldless. We're glad that y'all are, are back and safe. And... Uh, Hey, if half of what those rumors we spread about you were true, then uh, you're heroes. Yeah. Thank you, Newton. Anytime, Sassley. Uh, enters back in and Lila waits a little longer, looks at the three of you and says, Um, thanks. Looks at you, Eric. Thank you. And, uh... You're welcome. We're gonna have you threes back. Just stay safe out there, okay? We'll try. And don't be afraid to reach out. <laughs> Won't be. All right. And she hurries back in to follow her friends. That was uncomfortable, right, Any, everyone? Why did everyone? <laughs> yeah, it was a really uncomfortable situation here. Oh, I like them. But now, Eric, is it time to celebrate? Um, why? Yeah, why? Why? Because you're officially together with Leela. <laughs> I'm what now? Well, what did you talk about? Yeah, what did you talk about? Hold on, he told... Hold on, he told... The, what did you talk about? Are you for <laughs> real now? <laughs> um, you want to you be in private. He doesn't want to say it, you know, in this environment. So maybe we should go to our room. Sassy just passes them and she's like super annoyed and she's like, great. The next time you maybe ask about the necklace, the random friend, like the random friend gave her a <laughs> necklace. Just saying and then she moves towards the room where they stay <laughs> eric is standing there kind of dumbfounded rubbing his temples like what is happening right now ah so the three of you want to head to your common room yes so you are you're able to do that you walk through the main entrance of the castle and you head back around your little corner down a flight of stairs to your familiar uh, grounds and you do see new door, new hinges, multiple locks now on the outside. And as you step in, uh, the, the the plaque is rehung uh, that says uh, "Shieldless Domain" on the front. And as you three walk into your private quarters uh, and you look at the back of the door, the back of the door is metal. It is steel. Uh, you have a, a steel reinforced door now, and you see that when it closes, it goes chunk behind you, and there's three locks and a bolt and you imagine that there's magical protection on this as well uh, you feel a little bit of that aura coming off of the door as well Cecily looks to the door and she's like Zauberschlag and she, she rolled a three <laughs> <laughs> she rolled a three <laughs> you don't even you like you do the spell it does not hit the door it like takes off a chunk of brick from the side of the room Oh, look, the door is protected. You can't even hit it with your Zauberschlag. I guess we are safe. That gives me a good feeling. <laughs> you walk into the room. Everyone can give uh, an investigation roll. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> 
Investigation. That's a 16 from me. I rolled a one. Plus one. Have you even been in this room before? (laughs) (laughs) I rolled an 11. Everything changed. Eric, you're the only one who notices as you walk in. Seems like everything is is in order pretty much how you left it. But you get the feeling, Eric, plus some stuff kind of moved around. Is furniture not exactly where it should be? Just a little bit off. Just a little bit. You peek into your bedroom as you, you, know, you head to set your stuff down next to your bed, and you get the feeling that the, the sheets, the beds, the covers, you also have that feeling of like everything looks a little like a little off, and you have the feeling that maybe somebody went through the room. He kind of takes a stroll through the room, takes a little look at the beds. <clears> hmm. <throat> Is it just me? Wait a second. Walks closer to his bed. That stood way more over there. Uh, not way more, but the little... Guys! What is it? Hmm? I think someone sorted through our stuff. Yeah, I think so too. The foosball table is missing, right? <laughs> I can't tell. My stuff looks the same. As Eric says this, uh, you know, and it's true, like... Eric, you see a picture of you with your siblings that you had on your at your bedside table is slightly moved to the side. Jasper, you do a very good job of making your bed in the morning, but you see a corner that's that's moved in a way you you wouldn't have made your bed that way. The the sheets are are slightly askew. Even with a one, I spot that. <laughs> yeah, even he, you know, he's like, <laughs> I would never miss it, never miss it. Sassley, you walk into your room. It's a mess. You don't know. You have no clue. He is absolutely. <laughs> I think it, I think my room is fine, guys. <laughs> I would know if someone was here. I would know. Are you sure? <gasps> I put a peanut here, right next to the bed on the floor for the mornings when I'm very hungry. That I can just grab it very fast. It is now under the bed. Someone must have been in. Our rooms. <laughs> you think someone went through our stuff? I actually don't know. All right, the evidence is gone. I ate or not. <laughs> well, we kind of know who wants us out of the room. And someone or something got inside here. I mean, looks like the last door has been blasted out there. So you think the Einatzerin were in here? Maybe not the Einheitserin, maybe some kind of creature. I mean, the Alps were aiming for this room here the one time. And there was a lot of stuff coming through. And you think they looked at your picture and moved it? I don't think Alps, but... Knecht. Yeah, most likely. Well, I wonder how he got in here. Yes, I mean... He's in the Shadow Realms. Well, I mean, he is the one who sent us the dreams. Mm -hmm. Something got inside. Maybe he was able to, I don't know, somehow reach with his magic in here and search something. Could be. I don't know how shadow magic exactly works. Can I roll for uh, Reckon for Deccan to see something that's like hit, magically hidden? Uh, yes, you can, of course. That would be a 10 with my bonus. Okay, you cast Reckon for Deccan. 
no, nothing happens. There was hidden stuff in this room earlier, but you'd already, you've already discovered it. It was the plaque above the door, which led you to the altar, which is, by the way, is in your room, has been covered up with a sheet, like, like with a white tablecloth is hanging over it, but it doesn't do much to hide it. So this is still open and in your room uh, with the three impressions in it. I can't tell. I can't really see anything. Maybe, Eric, you can do your connection thingy. Hmm. Might be a possibility, but I wanted to wait to do that until it's night time, if we have some dreams, so that I could follow that. Oh, you think we are going to have dreams again? I don't know. Think we're going to sleep tonight? Oh, I really can't. It, it might be that we are going to have some, it might be that we don't. I mean, he has been able to somehow get inside of here. Yeah, but who is he? So you think someone is here in the castle? Maybe disguised or working as a spy or a mole? I think we should prepare some items. Oh, yeah. What do you have in mind? I don't know. I just collected all that stuff because I know we can do stuff with it. And I think if we have it, it doesn't, you know, if we have to do something, we should be prepared and have whatever we can do. Yes. That's what I say. Sounds about right. Yeah. Let's use that time because we can make butter brew, for example. That cures conditions, mm -hmm. or we can do a poison for skin, or Cupid's coffee. What's a Cupid's coffee? It does something. Michael, what does it again? Flap. I wrote down fla flam. You wrote down glam. Oh, glam. Ah, getting the glam condition. A character who drinks this is glammed by the creator of, of it, or whoever. You will add a hair from one of you into the potion, mm -hmm. and whoever drinks it will be glammed by that person so and the glam person is extremely extremely susceptible to ips it is on a different level than if if you simply use lead you need or overjoyed and Freuden. it is like five times more powerful than that but butterbrew also cures conditions and makes people more influent like influenceable it does a little bit to make your influence points more more usable not in a magical way in a in a way that butter brew is a delicious drink that <laughs> simply does that it's, there's nothing magical about that but it will make people more influenceable by you being glammed is quite powerful i mean you remember how you made me distract mildred that one time how can i forget you bring it up a lot to punish me for that a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe i should start to remind you every day Then it's a lot. Man, I didn't know I would put such a trauma in your head with that. I'm sorry. It was just for a good cause. Mm-hmm. All right. Then you're right. Then we don't do it. We shouldn't do it to anyone. We will not use this. Then we just do something else. No, I want, I want, the, I want the butter brew because I think we could need it, even though if we just need it for the next tournaments, you know, mm -hmm. if something happens with Wolf Shield. Yeah. Also, when you're just hungry or thirsty, it might be a really coming in handy. So, butter brew we will make. Oh, I'm not hungry at the moment. And we do the poison for the skin. Okay, butter brew and you want to make Elbedrich's evil. You do have all of the necessary materials for both of those, and none of them overlap. Very good. One is an expert level potion. Uh, will require a higher roll, and one is uh, an easy level potion, so will be very easy to make. So, you can elect one of you to make the item what does um potion making what is this that is it bookishness the 
action stat will be item creation, and the overall stat will be bookishness. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it's not deftness, magical endowment. No, making potions is a academic activity. So bookishness. I shouldn't do it. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I've got a question. It's a bit far stretched, but um, I have the spell Divine Einfluss. Right. Ordinarily, it's used to see if someone is uh, glammed or in some kind other of uh, control or blah. But it also has the use in battle that you can give someone plus three to bookishness. Right. Could this one be used as uh, support for creating that potion? No. Dang it. It cannot. That is, that is purely in battle. It is mainly to boost people's defense rolls against influence magic. Uh, that is the intention behind that rule. All right. I feel like Lucas should roll because he has the best bookishness, but you roll terrible. Yes. I'm <laughs> clear with you guys. I have a plus one, but I never roll above I 10. do roll terrible a lot, but I also don't have plus bookishness, so I should not, like, definitely not do it. I have a minus to bookishness. Yeah, me, me too. I'm really, I'm not the person to ask, but you roll good, though. So one of you guys should do it. I sit back... <laughs> And judge afterwards. <laughs> uh, awesome. <laughs> Perfect. So you all gather in the main common room area, fire blazing, and, you know, Eric and Sassley sit on the couch, and Jasper will get the materials out on the table. So Jasper, in order to make the butter brew, you will need one vial of barley sow corn and one vial of sugar. I want to act it out like we are in an um, operating room. And I want uh, Cecily and Eric <laughs> next to me, and I just ask for the ingredients. Oh, it's like as you do surgery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to do the surgery. You're like, okay, Bali sell corn. Thank you, nurse Cecily. You're welcome. Sugar. Sponge. Eric, sponge. Sponge. Sponge, sponge Eric. Uh, <laughs> we need a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a sponge anymore. There are five levels of potions that you can create easy inter this is so exciting I, I made a whole rule system for this and we never use it uh so easy intermediate advanced expert and savant the hardest thing about butterbrew is getting the materials for it it is an easy potion to make you simply need to roll a five or above on an item creation <laughs> you get more than one try it will get harder with each try if you fail on your third time the materials will will lose their magical potency, uh, their their magical inertness, and uh, you will no longer be able to use that item. Uh, but butterbrew, not not too difficult to to roll a five. We have three barley sour corn, right? You have one vial of barley sour corn. Yeah, you are using all of this vial, and you are using your vial of sugar. You, you have some equipment from your potion-making class with Mildred, which you never really did get to use with her, but you have some equipment, some beakers, you get your textbook open, Butterbrew. Okay, it's pretty early on. It's like an easy thing. So you're, you're reading along the instructions, and you're kind of, you know, okay, so we have to take this here, and then we put the sugar here, and I say this incantation here. You are drawing out little ritualistic lines on your main common room table but it's not a super difficult potion to make mostly you say the magic words you put them in the containers and you pff, 
get a little magic poof. So roll an item creation roll to make butter brew. Uh, do we feel confident, guys? You can do that. You get it. What do I need? You need a five. Oh, guys, it's a six. Oh, yay! <laughs> yay! <laughs> so, Jasper almost drops the beaker at one point, like, <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. shaky fingers, <laughs> but manages to pour the barley sour corn and mix it with the sugar in the right way. You see the kind of magic infuses it, and this barley sour corn begins to bubble up as he says these magic words, and it fills the vial and becomes a vial of usable butter brew, which can cure the conditions will leach and fluenzicate. Fluenzicate, very good uh, condition to get rid of. Or if you give it to somebody else, it will create a sense of euphoria, lower their social inhibitors, give them perhaps a, a slight loss of coordination. It's a happy time drink. It will make them slightly more susceptible to influence points in that case. So you can use it for yourself. You can use it for somebody else. It is a, a useful drink with multiple options. We did it, guys. Very good. Who wants to take the vial? I can take it. I would put it in my pocket. Maybe you put it in your... Oh, I, do I still have your weekender, by the way? You still have my messenger bag. You still can't see it because there's an illusion. You can put it in there if you like. But you haven't lost it, have you? Hold on. Kind of light, though. <laughs> no, it's here. It's here. <laughs> okay, you want to put the vial in here? Yes, please. Okay, so it's time to make your second potion... Elbedrich's Evil. Guys, I'm feeling confident now. Elbedrich's Evil is an expert level uh, potion, so <laughs> it is... <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm finished. Unfortunately, none of you are potion masters and none <sighs> of you have the bonuses for this, but there is... Yes, there's easy, intermediate, advanced, then expert, so it's the fourth level of difficulty. You will need a... On your first initial roll, you will already need a 15 to make Elbedrich's Evil. That's easy. Do you still want me to do it? I mean, I can, but I'm not promising anything. This requires one vial of Elbedrich's egg, so Sassley's going to have to give away her, her precious egg that she's been sitting on every night to ho hoping it will hatch, and one vial of practitioner's peppers. Oh no, would it hatch at some point? No. Uh, why did I tell you it will hatch? No. <laughs> no, then I get No, then. <laughs> Sassy would not. Just saying. Um, one vile practitioner. No, no, it won't. Jasper has his vile practitioner's peppers, and uh, Sassley collected a vial of honey earlier. These three materials are needed to make Elbedrich's evil. Jasper slowly turns to Sassley when she gives up the egg. <laughs> then she looks at her. The whole magical community is in debt for your sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Tragic. So this time you see that Jasper gets this book out, flips to the back of his potions book, flips further back into the potions book, changes the potions book. Because <laughs> the next gets one. one for the, later for the next semester, uh, flips to the middle of that one, and, and eyes kind of get big, and this one takes a little while to set up. He's, he's drawing uh, shapes on the table. He's setting up a few different beakers. You, you need to heat things up to different temperatures he's like running to the bathroom making the water get super hot he's kind of doing several things at once but you know is able to use the correct incantations to affect the materials in basically the right way but is he successful roll item creation and we're looking for a 15 or higher come on you can do it okay 
Oh Mann, Lukas, ich bin, ich bin sehr nervös. I'm very nervous. I'm very, Danke. I'm... Danke. Oh, but you got it. So, I roll. Yay. And do you think I managed? Yes, because otherwise you would have been like, no. Well, let's find out in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm pretty happy because it's an 18 plus one. Wow. Yes, yes. Very good. Thank very you. Good. I mean, you, I'm you done get... for the whole week now. Don't expect yeah. me to do anything in the terminal. Amazing. That's really amazing because they would have only gotten it harder if you'd missed your first chance. So expertly, actually, this is an expert level potion and expertly. Uh, Mildred would be proud. Oh, why isn't Mildred here? Uh, and you truly are showing that you are one of her prized students in this moment as, you know, you take this egg, the egg liquefies, you mix it with the honey, you, you say the incantation, you see these things instantly heat up, starting to bubble inside uh, the practitioner's peppers. You sprinkle them slowly. You have to grind them up. You're using your fingers. It looks like, looks like you've done this before as they sizzle and they drop in the color changes Poof, a little bit of smoke comes out of the top and it begins to bubble over wow. you read at the last second and, and quickly put the stopper on you ah, ah, and you put the stopper on the vial very quickly that's me guys can i hold it can i hold it can i hold it oh yes and uh you now have one vial of elbridge's evil you can use this in a variety of ways but the basic idea is that any character whose skin comes in contact with this liquid is poisoned that means if it accidentally touches you when you use it poisoned if it touches somebody else poisoned this is an instant poison material but you've seen mildred has made two of these that you know of in the past you've seen her use them and even when you miss if it's it sticks on the wall you can push someone into it uh, and you know it's powerful stuff yours will not be as powerful as mildred's she had a a higher level of poison to beat because it's one of her master skills, but this will give somebody the basic poisoning condition and still quite useful. Mental note to myself, never take the coffee from Mildred. Never. <laughs> She's, I've spent years building up an immunity. That's <laughs> exactly something she would do. So you've yeah. successfully made yourself two potions to help you in the coming week, whatever might happen. And uh, one is more offensive, one is more healing for you, or you might be able to use to affect somebody else, depending on what might, might come up. But a variety of uses, and I believe Sassley takes the Elbridge's evil and pockets that. And Jasper, are you holding on to the Butterbrew? Mm, we put it in the messenger bag. It's in the messenger bag. Okay, okay. And Sassley, you have the invisible messenger bag around you. Yeah. So also Sassley for the time being. So for, like right now, Sassley's invisibly hiding all of the valuable items Sassley is our fortress but you might want to divide them up if if something challenging is coming up but i leave that to your discretion for now uh this has all taken a lot of preparation this has taken a, a lot of time you are still tired it was a long day it was it was just <gasps> this morning that you had to bring the ladybug to the police and chase her down And you got driven to Neudrachenberg and had your talk with Ross Ehrenmann. So it is nighttime and you are all feeling like you are tired and you could use a rest before tomorrow and what may come. Sounds about right. Oh, guys. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I need to sleep. I need to take a nap. Okay.
Sleep sounds about right, to be honest. Cecily goes into her room. She closes the door. She opens it again. She comes back out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We cannot sleep. What, what about Knecht? What if he comes up and he shows up into our dreams and he does something? We can kind of try to take turns again, even though it's going to be hard for the first one. Okay. But guys, don't you think that we should be, you know, fit for the upcoming week? I mean, I'm with Cecily, but I'm also kind of afraid. Yeah, we might be fit or dead, Jasper. We need to figure out how to stay alive while we sleep, so one person has to always be awake. Well, I'd rather be tired than dead. Yes, Magician Master? <laughs> you all need to get eight hours of sleep. Yeah. And you will be able to watch each other part of the night, but there's no way to cover the whole night as part of a watch and make sure that you're all fully healed for the next day. I just put that out there. We're, we're not camping where we can get up whenever we want. You will have a start time at the beginning of school. So <laughs> if you want to get the full time, you could probably, each of you could cover about two hours, uh, but there would be a two-hour period where somebody was not watching if you want to get the full benefits of a, of a night's rest. I would like to take that, actually. Like, if something's going to happen, it's going to happen at one point, sooner or later. If we are able to, to narrow it down to two hours where we can't control anything, that's better than having whole. Yeah. Tell me the two hours that you leave unguarded. Do you remember when it was the last time? No, I actually don't. <sighs> But I would say that, you know, if I were the villain, I wouldn't start going into their dreams about 5 a.m. in the morning. Right. Even the villain is, I thought the same. Even the villain is tired at 5 in the morning. 5 and 6 in the morning. Did you ever hear about an accident or anything that happened at like 5 or 6? You know, he would come around around midnight exactly. and they were like, oh, still someone's up. Let me come later. I think it's the last two hours where we are kind of safe. So tell yeah. me the order in which you stay up. Can I? Can Jasper be the first one up? Sure. Because uh, he, he kind of got into potion making, so we just have a bit more looks in the books. He's excited. Yeah. Sure. Should I take next? I'm just curious, which part do you think is the most likely that something would happen? Because I want you to be actually awake to try to do the magic. It's either the second or the third. Yeah, I would say more the second. I would I imagine. I mean, I have no idea. I would say the second would. What is the time? What time is it right now? So we have midnight, or 11 p.m. Yeah, it's like it's like about midnight, right? Okay. Okay, then it's the second. Maybe the second. Yeah. Yep. Eric takes the second, and Cecily the last one. How do you do that? Is it like I'm sitting in the in the middle room, and then we have the doors open? I think or? we have to bring outside our blankets and everything, and like camp next to each other. Put the mattresses on the floor and sleep yeah. next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> We make a sleepover again. So you make right. the triangle with all the heads like into the middle. Yes. Yes. Do I have? I, I bring a little pillow for for Wilbur as well. Jasper takes first watch, and uh, the other the other two of you settle down. It's not very difficult to fall asleep. And Jasper, you spread out your potions books, keeping an eye on the other two, listening for anything unusual. But this time passes without incident as you. You know, start to look at all the different potions you could make. You start to study this a little bit more and, you know, realize, oh, wow, we've been collecting all these materials all this time and there's, there's so many applications. There's, there's so much to do. Interesting. Hmm. So with those thoughts in your head, Jasper, you wake up the second to take their watch. Eric. Eric. Hmm. Eric. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Cecily wakes up. 
What is? Did something happen? Did something happen? No, Eric just was really loud. No, no. Okay, it's Eric's turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, getting up. Eric takes a second watch. And uh, are, are you doing anything while you take your watch, Eric? Inspecting my violin, actually. Okay, doing some maintenance. Like taking a cl closer look at the uh, the stone worked into it. Okay, yeah. Thinking a bit about the ensemble, about anything connected to that. While Jasper goes to bed, do you need my book, How to Be the Wizzy Wizard? Maybe it can help you with a stone. Um, thank you for the thought, but um, I, I don't think so for the time being. But thank you. You know where to find me. Yeah, I know. So, uh, Eric, you are inspecting your violin. Jasper, you are sleeping soundly. Oh, <laughs> Makes me tense. Jasper, roll deftness. No. Oh. oh no! Oh, does my does my situation having Yuval's wand give you advantage for this? Mm -hmm. It does not. Okay, so it's a pure deftness roll. Pure deftness. It's a fourteen. Not bad. It's not bad. Not Michael. bad. You have to say that it's not bad. <laughs> For me, it's like a 20. Jasper, you fall asleep and you're having relatively normal dreams for a little bit. You're riding in a giant train with your friends and your parents are in the back and your dad shouting up at you. Jasper, keep her strong and steady. And you realize that you're the conductor of the train. You like see a cow in front of you but you push a button and the chain jumps over the cow on the tracks and the cow waves at you and says thank you you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> and uh you're rounding the curve of a mountain and you enter a tunnel and you enter this tunnel and everything goes black and you realize that you are not in a train tunnel you're in an actual tunnel you are in some kind of dark funnel and you have a sense of awareness that you're traveling uh, a length and you come to an ending and you hear this voice in a darkness where what who, who, who am i where where am i hello and you've been here before but this time you recognize that the voice is not your own it's someone else's. Uh, hello? Ah! <laughs> what? Hello? Who, who is there? Who is that? <gasps> it, it's me. M most of the time. Jasper? Is that Skevious McCrevious? I think so. I hope so. Keep on dreaming, Jasper. Keep on dreaming and let me notice it. <laughs> Jasper. I am... I am... Your father. I, I, I do not know Jasper. Jasper, where, what is this place? Do I know that I'm dreaming? Yes, you have a sense of awareness that you're dreaming, but you wouldn't have a, you don't know how you would get out of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have a sense of awareness that where you are is somewhere real. And in that way of dreams, it has that sense of unreality of this couldn't be real, but it, in this moment, I am completely in this reality. Have I heard the, this voice before? world lore oh <laughs> eight it does sound in a way familiar but you can't place it 
Jasper, where, wh what is this place? Where are we? Are you also a prisoner here? I think I can leave this place, but are you a prisoner? I am afraid that I am, but I, I don't know. I don't know how how long it's it's. I don't know how long I've been here. Maybe this is just me and my life. Is there anything you remember about your life? Sometimes I see a world, but I don't think it's real. I don't think you're real. But sometimes, for a moment, I get a glimpse of a, of a bright world. And there are people around me. And I think they're my friends. And I, I can reach for something. But then it's gone. Is it just the voice that I'm sensing, or...? Yeah, you feel without physicality here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know why we meet here, but maybe we are... There's a sort of connection. So how about I just tell you something, and you can see whether it helps you to remind something or not? So... Well, we just came back to Neudrachenberg. Right now, I think I'm asleep. And we just came from my parents' home. You know, my mama Anna and my father. And we just had a little fight with, with someone from the Einheit Seren called Juvel Arkenal. And she wanted to, you know, bring us to Knecht Ruprecht. <sighs> oh, Knecht Ruprecht. That is a bad... Anna, Anna, Casper, and in that moment, you suddenly feel this flurry of dark color and purple light surround you, and it's like you feel as if a door has been dropped on whatever scene this was. Oh. You're back. <laughs> Sassly. No, I don't want to dream. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I am awake. And don't you dare laugh in my dream like that. <laughs> Sassly. Hmm? You are flying. What? Oh, that's beautiful. In your dreams, you have beautiful white hair that trails and floats in the wind, and you fly on light purple wings over the land. <laughs> you look over, and your honey blonde sister flies next to you, and the two of you hold hands as you fly over mountain ranges and rivers, magically enhanced. Wow. As you... Look around you and take in the sights, merely enjoying flying. You notice that there are other ancient elves with you flying. And leading them all is the queen that you have seen in your previous dreams. All of you fly over this landscape. And your sister 
gives you a tight squeeze on on the hand and uh then let's go and gives you a nod and then a smile and then she flies over next to you and says don't be too hard on them okay Perta? and then she zooms off and you are all getting lower and closer to the ground you and this small contingent of ancient elves as you land at a small settlement of barely civilized humans and you see these uncultured uncivilized beings uh, wander around but you you are less in control this time of the dream you you have some ability to interact but you can tell you're walking the steps that Pekta walked in this moment as you survey this meeting of humans and ancient elves and you gather that this is the first time that such a meeting has happened this is the contingency that Hariasa, the queen said uh, said to send in the last dream that you had very long ago and you watch as one of your elven magicians creates this magical uh, illusion out of their hands and this illusion of of color of flame and it dances about their hands and they are are showing it to one of the children of of this village of humans and the children are scared but they're also laughing and they're curious and it's colorful flame leaping from the fingertips and a human squats down next to this elf and recreates the flaming image and looks at the elf the elf looks back at him and the elf looks taken aback and there's an exchange here where they try to speak to each other but it's not very easy and you kind of watch these two cultures start to intermingle Hariasa kind of gives a nod uh to the rest of the group and everybody starts to enter and starts to pick up the village a little bit do a little magic elevate them after meeting them and seeing them in person Hariasa decides that this village will be investigated further will be elevated that magic must be taught must be controlled because beings who could access magic without the proper knowledge could do harm. And this process begins, and you, as Perta, sit apart from the others and watch. On a wooden bench, it all unfold. Thoughtful, separate, aloof, but not unkind, merely interested to see how things develop. But as Perta walks, you notice that she does not come too close to the humans. As the scene continues, Hariasa eventually walks over to you, takes you by the hand. Perta, you're the best among us at certain kind of magics. And she smiles, and she cups your face in her hand. You will take over in my stead one day. I want you to be hands-on with this. Can you stand spending some time with this human chieftain while I take care of matters of state back home? What do you think? 
Yes, I will. And Hiryasa kisses you on the on the forehead and then in a a bound of magic of just natural aptitude jets off into the air with these huge wings <sighs> takes off and you see there is a large structure ahead of you uh, the human chieftain is standing outside of it and looks at you and you feel duty bound in this moment your fate is to try to help this human chieftain manage his people manage their magic you must be their guide in this time and as you begin to walk towards this chieftain the ground gets soft underneath you and the mud gets harder to walk through and your feet start to sink into the ground first to the ankle the next step up to the calf the next step to the knee then to your thigh then to your waist the mud is sucking you up to the ribs up to the neck to the mouth for one second you feel as though you can't breathe but then you realize that that's not real this is all a vision but you're in a place of darkness to you this appears as a large empty dark room and there is no physical form just a voice that says pleasure having you back sassley i knew i'd find you here again eventually so what's your plan i'm not afraid of you i'm not scared excellent then you'll play right into my hands <laughs> eric yes roll deafness you are sitting taking care of your violin sitting in thoughts of the connections of magic and the universe deafness i got a 15 okay with a 15 you feel that there is a presence in the room the sticky darkness the way that magic from the shadow realm pervades into the material realm not that it feels evil but it feels different and it feels like it occupies a space that it shouldn't sometimes and more than that there is a heaviness to this kind of deafness there is something more there and you feel once more like you once did that this heaviness is centered over your two sleeping friends we had the plan if that happened that i might see where it comes from i have a violin and i have the possibility to maybe pick up something new the new connection so in this moment you will try to play your violin and follow the connections exactly now if your if your friends wake up in this moment it might break the connection so tell me how you do this okay i'll tell you how i do this first of all i can play a more quiet and more slower song that's more like a lullaby from the sound of it than actually being more active um what i would like to do apart from that um as they're all staying in the main room i would like to go into one of the side rooms okay and 
close the door far enough that I can still look inside mm -hmm. and mostly see those strings everywhere. But with that, the sound overall should be way less, especially given how thick everything inside of this castle is. Eric, you step into this other room, you pull out your violin and your bow, and you begin to play, and these magical connections trip up around you, and you access this magic that you've accessed a few times, and you're starting to sift through all the connections. But you're, right, you're not right next to your friends right now. It's straining your ability to do it. It is mm -hmm. it's difficult. Yeah. Jesper and Sassley, roll an investigation roll and try to get lower than a 10. <laughs> First time I actually have to roll what I usually roll. Seven. Seven, good. A four. A four. <laughs> you, both, you both remain asleep. You're great at failing these. That's good. That's good. You can always count on us for like rolling low. Eric, you sifting through this. Mm -mm -mm. You get to the edge of the door frame. You crack the door open, you're playing as softly as you can. Maybe the music is helping your friends sleep even at this point as you gently re-enter the room, but you find it. You find a weirdness, a semi-permanent connection on your friends that seems to be playing on their connections that you have seen before. They have connections into the Shadow Realm. And you see right now that these two connections are filled with magic like you have never seen them filled before. As if a parasitic magic is using them to access your friends. Mm -hmm. You also see a completely not permanent connection that is now formed into your friends completely made of deafness. So it's as if there is a strange magic that is super amplifying these connections that Sassley and Jasper have in the Shadow Realm. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's some other magic at play that is connecting to them right now. Something that is extremely temporary, but seems to be maliciously coming in and hooked into them. You don't like the look of that. And that connection winds out of the room. Does not go to the Shadow Realm. I would like to follow that one. You are able to get out of the room. Roll me deafness. Will do. The deceitful thing was a 10, wasn't it? Yes, but now you're, uh, you've, you've identified that. This is now ah like what we did before. You did this once before. Now you're trying to follow the line further. I would say that looks good. That's a nat 20. Oh, <gasps> so good. Nat 20. Oh my goodness. <laughs> With a nat 20, you you follow this line and you're using this magic. This magic does not want to be followed. This line, yeah. this connection wants to remain hidden, which is why it didn't automatically snap before. And you, with a burst of magic, intercept this magic almost in like a tug of war, Voldemort versus Harry Potter kind of thing, but it's all internal. It's all inside of yourself, and you manage to. And you see these two lines, these lines from your friends arcing out of the castle, 
out towards the shield dormitories, past Wolf Shield, to the front door of Bear Shield. Passing it. <sighs> it's gonna go to Horse Shield. You continue to play your violin. Roll deafness. Oh my god. No. No. Ah! <laughs> oh, the tension. The tension. 17. Please. 17. <sighs> you follow this connection into Bear Shield. <gasps> no, it's in Bear Shield. No. You don't realize it, but you've been walking as you played. This shadow magic has some kind of hold on you. It is like you are sleepwalking. You feel cold grass underneath your feet. Mm -hmm. You are unknowingly walking towards the location of this place. Mm -hmm. These connections circle up, and as you get closer, you feel your presence through this magic enter Professor Loris Folivre's room. Ah. Mm -hmm. And with your magical senses, you feel this magic hit a point where it can go no further. And usually you're able to look around. You see things usually when you use this magic. Mm -hmm. You don't see anything here. Something is trying to keep you and there is an awareness here. And it's as if something wakes up as you hit the end of this connection. Something that was sleeping in meditation? Well, that won't do at all, will it? No, 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 I'm afraid not. Oh no! Oh, no! Your awareness is slammed back into you, and you feel yourself hit the ground on the grass outside as you pass out. And that's where we'll end our episode. Our magician master is Michael Moore. Sassly Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Our cover art is by Pascal Genet. Our theme song is by Aaron Richard, with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Well, hello there, folks, and welcome back to the wildness, because things are indeed getting pretty wild here in the world of Neudrachenberg. I am deeply concerned for our heroes, but I am very excited to see where this all will lead, and I hope that you will join us in finding that out in two weeks' time. I promise it will be anything but boring. Yes, there's lots of exciting things coming up, and in the meantime, you can send us those questions, drop by and say hey, find us on our social medias, that's jk.weird.rolling on Instagram or jkweirolling on Facebook. We're pretty good about checking those, especially Instagram, so yeah, let us know what you're thinking, or, or let us know if you have questions, there is a lot to talk about. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash jkweirolling. And we appreciate that so much for those of you who, who keep this show rolling along. And we do try to post a little additional content on there, just, just as a thank you. It 
goes a long way for helping us keep this whole thing running and helping us to keep adding music and character art and uh, all of those things are heading your way. That I can promise. We'll be posting the finished products eventually on our Instagram, so make sure that you're following us there and don't miss out on those opportunities. Until then, maybe a few sneak peeks on Patreon. That's where you can catch those. And that's it for now. So, until next time, remember to keep your head brain sharp and your wand at the ready. I never liked him. <laughs> I liked him. <laughs> I still don't trust that new song, by the way. <laughs> I don't trust anyone.